Father in heaven, we thank you for your, this opportunity and, and your presence with us, Lord. It's just so precious and uh, so inviting and, and so welcoming. We just always feel your love when you're present with us, and we thank you for that. Thank you that we can come at, uh, before you without any hesitation, any fear, any doubt, any halting. We know we're welcome in your presence, Lord, and that that is so precious to us. So we thank you. We honor you. We bless you. We want to hear from you today, Lord, and we want to have life-changing conversation with you and our inner man today. We thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So we're going to continue. Uh, we Last Sunday, we spoke about the uh, the word being forever settled. Amen. And I just believe this helps. It helps me to realize that there's no argument against God's word. There's no disputing against it. There's no excuse for challenging the word of God. The word of God is just true. And, uh, it's, it stands, it's withstood the test of time, every kind of insult to the word of God has been given and it still stands. It, it repels everything that is against it. And so we have been given a mighty, mighty weapon in God to do all of the things that need to be done in our lives. There's, there's nothing that the word of God won't bring to manifest in your life. Just every area of your life is covered by the word and there's so many promises in God's word there's so many uh prophecies that have been fulfilled already and still are being fulfilled so you can count on God's word to be consistent there it's not like you know when we talk about uh Jesus coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle that means he got some cleaning up to do y'all you know, we always think about, oh yeah, we'll be raptured. He'll crack the sky. Uh, he looking for some stuff. Amen. And, and, and living for him allows him to prepare us for that moment. It's not going to be a moment where everybody can, that can hear his voice jumps on the train. You know, the Bible talks about foolish virgins, wise virgins. He talks about uh, the bride without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Amen. And there's, you know, so many wrinkles. <laughs> I mean, so many, uh, so many challenges, so many areas of our lives that need to be touched by his holiness. Amen. And so, and, and it's by the word that we have inside of us. That we're changed, you know, that we are are adorned and dressed up the way he wants us to be dressed when that last trumpet sounds. I know he'll be looking for people who are obeying his word, the great commission. Uh, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's got to be fulfilled. You know, so many people are just sitting going to church and well, it used to be going to church. Now they're going nowhere. You know, I was passing a, a church, well, I pass it every time I come to church, and it used to be filled with people. In fact, this this church had two, they call them campuses, you know, <laughs> like they really teach people a lot, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we just, we just pick up these words out of nowhere, you know, two locations, amen, and uh, neither one of them is open now. And so they have a big sign there, join us on YouTube. You got me? And so there's something going on. 
I don't know what y'all think, but I think something's going on because there's too many empty places. There are too many people who you don't know where they are, <laughs> you know, what they're doing. Uh, there's something going on. And I believe God is still fulfilling his word. He's still preparing his bride. His work never stops when he's doing, when he's, because the show must go on, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? It's, heaven and earth will pass away, but that word's gotta happen. That word's gonna happen. And so, in anything that we're believing God for, it's gonna happen. Amen? It's not gonna fail. It will definitely happen. And so, we have to keep that in mind, and I think it's just good to come back to these foundational truths just get yourself solid again and the things that that are going to be very very important for us to hold on to and to know and to understand and to walk in to have faith in them have confidence in them so we talked last time about the fact that the word is settled that word settled really means to be immovable and firm so whatever else is against the word must move, but the word ain't going nowhere. It's not moving. Amen. It is rock solid. It is firm. The word settled also means to have a certain dwelling place. So the word abides in those who believe it. Amen. So when we believe the word, we give a dwelling place to God's truth. And when I say dwelling place, I mean that that truth lives in us. We live the truth. We speak the truth and we don't waver. Amen. So when something settled in you, you don't change it every five minutes. You don't change it based on what you see. You don't change it based on what somebody tells you. That word has been there, uh, you know, since the beginning of time and it'll be there. When time ceases, amen, when we get into eternity, that word will still be there. So there's nothing more stable, more uh, worth your while believing, investing your time in than the word of God. And stick with the word. When situations come up, you speak the word into those situations. Amen. You don't back down and tell people uh, something different than, than what the word says. You know, we can all sit up and, and demand to hear what we want to hear. You know, what, what tantalizes your flesh and what you think is convenient. But it's the word that's going to prosper. And anything that's built on the word is what's going to really, really come to pass. So that word settled also means steadfast. It, it means that, that there's nothing that can push it off of its, off it, off of its position, off its, off of its mooring. It's there forever. To settle really means to possess, to grasp. Amen. It it means to be decreed. A decree is something is is a a law that is written and recorded. It's not just a word that you're speaking, you know, you know, on the fly or something that's that you say. That doesn't have any backing. Amen. Decree is backed up by legal authority. It's backed up by governmental authority. It's enforced in, in many, many different ways. So the Bible says that we have the ability. It says that if we are consistent and paying our vows, we can decree a thing and it'll be established. Amen. So God can, can start Start new laws through people 
who decree certain things. Amen. We we decree uh, that uh, Cleveland was the land of Goshen, that, that people would be safe here. It's not a place where people just come in here and this ain't San Francisco. You understand what I'm saying? All this streets lined with homeless people and there's so much infection and, and, um, uh, contamination everywhere, human waste everywhere. This ain't that place. If y'all would like that, have at it, but we're not putting up with it here. And, and we stand on the authority of God's word that we don't have to put up with stuff like that. Amen? It's not for people. They want it, have it, but uh uh-uh. and you can decree those things. You don't have to put up with the devil's nonsense and be afraid of him and oh you did you hear what's going on? And no, it's not going on here. I haven't heard any such thing. I keep hearing the same word I've been speaking. It's from the beginning. It's not going on here. Amen. Take it someplace else. And so you know, I mean seriously, you know, if God will raise up people over there to take care of that nonsense for them if they want rid of it. But some people just don't care. Amen. All they want is their little piece of this. If they think they can have their little corner of the pie, they are very satisfied. They talk a good game about getting rid of this and getting rid of that. But some things never change till God raises up some of his people to change them. Amen. That's how it happens. And so it, it uh, to be settled then, it means to be decreed. Amen. We decree certain things that God backs it up. Why? Because we get it from his word. We're not just making stuff up. You know, you, you can't make this up. <laughs> this is, this is stranger than fiction in, in a lot of different ways. Amen. So, I mean, you, you can't program the things that God is doing. You, you know, you just have to know your part to do and do your part in it. You know, I was noticing yesterday after we, Without witness that, how many times have, did we have we been over there at days? Once or twice? This is the third time. Everybody and their brother showed up over there yesterday. So we decreed that that's our spot. Y'all go. You know, I told the devil real good. I don't talk to people. I don't have to talk to people. <laughs> you understand? But they're not going to come over there and confuse people. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're preaching the gospel. You're praying for the sick. And somebody else comes in and wants to do happy, happy. Well, do happy, happy someplace else. There are a lot of places they like that stuff. But this God gave to us. He gave these souls. He wants to win souls. The little guy, this little guy lives across the street. Came, came by and sat, talked to us. He said, yeah. This place has been really busy since y'all came here the last time. Jehovah's Witnesses was here last week. Oh, Lord. They know better than to show up when we're there. They wouldn't dare do it. You got me? You carry God's authority. You gotta know who you are. Now y'all sit up there and look at me and get scared if you want to, but this is who I am. This is who God made me. You got me? Like it or lump it. I started with this. I'm going to heaven with this. I'm gonna be faithful to this. I'm not taking crap off the devil. That being said, let's, let us go on. <laughs> I just had to get that. Poppy, am I right or am I wrong? Is this, this is, uh, no, I see, you know, they just, I want to be nice. 
I want to, you know, like all the ladies, it's, you know, Miss Vicky comes in her heels. I gotta wear some scuffies because <laughs> till I get my ankle tight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I want to look nice, like a nice lady. But yeah, what can I do? Hey, whatever. So anyway, that word is settled. When you decree a thing, that's how we don't have COVID around here. You decree something, God backs it up. You gotta believe what you say. You can't be shooting it out there and hoping it'll hit something. You know, we hit that devil right in his face. You know, and, and keep stepping. To be settled means to be fixed and established, set up, stable, secure, enduring. Amen. Goes on forever. It means it's undisturbed. So God's word, once it's released into the atmosphere, goes and does what it's supposed to do undisturbed. Nothing can stop it. Amen. Isaiah 55:11. Oh, did I read our scripture? Psalm 119. That's where we started yesterday. I'm sorry. Psalm 119. Uh, 89, it says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Man, Psalm 119, 89. It says, thy faithfulness until all generations. So it never stops being a settled word. It never stops being a definitive word. It never stops being a powerful word. And it says, you have established the earth and it's still here. Amen. It abides. It's, it's not going anywhere. They continue day and night. They continue this day according to your ordinances for all of your service. Everything God created serves him, folks. That's why you can speak to a mountain and see it move. Amen. That's why the the devil must flee. If you submit to God, resist the devil, he's got to run away from you. He can't stay around. Amen. All of these things are true because of the quality and the properties of God's word. Being stable, settled, not moving, amen, immovable, amen. And so when we talk about uh, standing on God's word or believing God's word, decreeing God's word, stating God's word, confessing God's word, what we are doing is building a foundation for our lives and building uh, a, 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 I would say, a walkway or a pathway for the things of heaven to come to us. When you begin to speak God's word, say his word of health or healing, you start building a pathway for health to come towards you. And if you continue to say the same thing, that highway gets gets clearer, it gets more powerful, uh, that that word is able to to advance in your life, and, and eradicate disease. Disease has to push out of the way because the word is forever settled. It's the, it's steadfast. It's not going anywhere. So when the word starts marching to into your life and marching into your situations, everything that's not like it's got to move out of the way. There's no two ways about it. And see, what what we have to do is make sure we maintain our position. Make sure that we maintain faith. Make sure that we maintain our our resolve to see it come to pass. Amen. 
you know, I've found myself saying recently, I say, God, I got to get this. You know, you find yourself thinking that, you know, you're okay with the word. Well, that was last year. You know what I'm saying? You got to get this year's position on the word. And so you got to come out and, and refresh and, and where you're wavering, you say, man, I can't, I can't do this. I know this is not what God wants, how he wants me to look at this. There's no arguing with the word. There's, there's no excuse there. Amen. There's no second anything. You may not like it, but God created this word before you got here. And he knew you weren't going to like it when you heard it. But it's still stable. It's still standing. He changed it. And he's not going to change it. Everything that he created serves him. I like that idea. Because we always want to think of something that's too hard, too difficult, take too long. I don't know how it's going to change. And when is it going to change? We We say a lot of that stuff. But once you apply God's word to it, you better know that it's on its way. Amen. And you need to keep your mind in gear. This is happening. This is real. This is on its way. This is going to be my my future. This is going to be my whatever. This can happen at any time because God's I've already received it. Amen. I believe I received it when I prayed. And it will come to pass. It will happen. And so we we have to keep that mindset of prospering in the word. Let our minds prosper in the word of God. Let our minds become enriched in the word. And let our faith begin to, to get stronger and stronger in the things that God has ordained for us. Amen. And in the things that he's put on your heart to pray for as an intercessor. You know, you can't waffle on that stuff either. You know, you know, sister so-and-so who's in the hospital is depending on somebody to believe God for her, you know, so she can get home. (laughs) Amen. In one piece, nothing missing, nothing broken. And so we need to treat the word the same way in all situations. It's, it's to be honored and revered, uh, as, as, uh, as God's law, steadfast, immovable unbreakable, unshakable, all of that. That's God's word. And it will manifest itself. It will come to pass. So in Isaiah uh, 55, verse 11, I was healed on this scripture. I got off pills on this scripture. <laughs> Amen. I was healed already. I was just hanging on to some old relics. Some old ghosts of the past, amen. Uh, but, but God will let you know when it's time. You know what I'm saying? He does that with everybody. <clears throat> so Isaiah 55, 11, it says, <clears throat> you, Jesus. Like I said, 55, 11. One more, one more. Uh, <clears throat> verse 9, it says, verse 8, it says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. In other words, don't try to tell me what to do and don't expect things based on what you think. Don't expect me to do what you want me to do. My ways are beyond your ways. Amen. And he says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth. Amen. Look at the distance between the heavens and the earth. I mean, really think about that. When God says... As the heavens are higher than the earth. How many feet per second does light travel and all that kind of stuff? And now what what distance it must cover 
to get from heaven to earth. And God says in the same way, that distance is the same distance as my word is beyond you. You can't jump up and touch it. You can't even fathom it. So he says, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow, so rain and snow come down from heaven and don't turn around and go back up again. Amen. We all know that that's, that's a pretty simple um, example, kind of absurd in a way. What do you mean rain doesn't come down and then go back up again? Well, God wants to bring you to the point of knowing that just as sure as that happens that way, his word happens this way. Amen. He said, my word comes down to earth and it waters everything just like the rain waters everything. I send my word out and it spreads all over the whole earth. And I give my word to my people and and my people can speak that word. And it's a guaranteed thing that it's going to come to pass. And he says, so are my, my, uh, as the heavens are higher. So, and as the rain comes down and snow from heaven and does not return back, but it waters the earth and that water causes everything on the earth to grow. So growth is, is assured. There's, there's never an instance where that word won't grow, where that word won't, uh, hit the target that it's aimed at, that that word won't prosper. And he says it waters the earth, makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. My word is seed and it's water just the same. He said it with the, my word that goes forth out of our, my mouth is just like rain hitting a seed in the ground. It's going to make it grow. Amen. It's going to prosper. It's going to grow. It's going to outgrow. In other words, my word of healing will outgrow cancer. My word of, of prosperity will outgrow uh, empty empty bank accounts and pocketbooks. Amen. Just keep speaking my word. I don't care how little you have. I don't care where you start. You start speaking that word. That Father, you said you supply all my needs and abundance. I thank you, Lord. I give, and it's given to me good measure, pressed down. See, if you if you understand good measure, you understand prosperity. Because he's not giving you back nickel for nickel. He's giving you good measure. How much is good measure? As much as God says and how much you believe. The reason he says good measure is because he don't want you nickel and diming yourself and try to guess how much is coming. Amen. So the only thing you can say is, God, I thank you for good measure. I thank you for good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. Amen. You know, I always give that example. We've all eaten at Asian restaurants, carry-out places. They fill that that container up to overflowing. You know, some of them don't even close it anymore. They used to close it with a staple, but I'm sure they know that's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? But it was always to leave you the impression that they wanted to bless you abundantly. That gave you the impression of abundance. Amen. And so I don't care whatever it is that's, that's prepared there. It's always overflowed. That's, that's, that's 
Asian and Oriental Eastern. That's, that's their culture. Hospitality is very serious with them. Uh, they give you the best. If you're a guest, you eat first. You eat the best. You eat as much as you desire and, and then the rest of the plates are filled. You got me? And so that's where, you know, our Lord was, was raised in that culture. So, and, and many of the Jewish people understand that culture and so they, they like to lavish things on people and, and give lavishly. And so that, that's God. Amen. He took a page from what was familiar to the people that he was speaking to. And so God, his abundance is, is a lavishing abundance. Now it's up to you to understand what to do with what he gives you. Amen. Cause that's your portion. Your part is to understand how to manage the abundance that he gives you. But don't ever fix your mind or fix your mouth or fix your heart to believe for less than abundance when when you use God's word and when you understand what God's doing because he's not in the the skimpy stuff and he's not in the fear of lack and he's not he's not coming at us with those ideas amen his ideas are always abundance you can tell when you've hit a nerve with the cheap devil because when you start dealing in abundance people start criticizing you for being wasteful amen you always, you're going to have to fight that. Trust me. Um, whenever you start obeying God and start doing things the way he wants you to do them, you will be criticized. Because the enemy, the only way he can stop the word is stop the people who are obeying it. And so if he can stop you obeying the word, he'll get you. And he'll do it everywhere he can. I don't care. You know, I, I don't care if it's a happy meal you want to give somebody on the street. You feed somebody that that looks like they might be on crack and see if the devil don't bug you all day about what you just did. Especially if he can't stop you from doing it. So go do it again. He'll say, you shouldn't have given that. Now see, they're going to take that. They they weren't hungry. They just wanted to uh, take something from you and they just take food from people or they take this or don't give them money. You know, you get crucified on the way home. Your bad conscience, guilty, I shouldn't have done that. First thing that'll happen, hit your minds, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have. That's the devil criticizing you. Whatever you do in love, whatever you do in a pure heart, you, you can't expect nothing from them people. Jesus said, take care of them people first, people you can't expect nothing from. He said, the worldly people give to people they can get something from. My people give to those with, with nothing to give them back. And expect nothing in return. So, so God's laws are there for us to, to obey them, that we will prosper, that we will, uh, uh, get, get where God wants us to get. But God's way is abundance, folks. It's not, He doesn't like it if His kids barely have enough money to pay, you know, Robin Peter to pay Paul. Well, Peter, y'all have plucked his teeth out. Peter ain't got nothing. Amen. And so we, we have to understand that God, and so start believing differently. Start confessing differently. Father, I thank you for abundance. I don't care if you choke on the word. I don't care if the devil tries to get you to take it back. He try to cram it back down your throat. God, I thank you for the abundance of all things. 
you've given us abundance in all things. And I thank you for that. Amen. And and start living according to the way he wants us to live and expecting him to give us more than enough. And and so that you'll have abundance to do the things, other things God wants you to do. Amen. There are people that, that need help. They're everywhere all the time. And so God will sometimes take what we have uh, that he's deposited in our lives and, and teach us how to spread it, you know, where to give it, what to do, how to do certain things. And, and so because he's got other people that need things. I remember when uh, Brother Summerall, Lester Summerall, was, was alive and he got it given him that um, uh, Feed the Hungry ministry. And he argued with God about it. And he said, God, you know how old I am? <laughs> The Lord said, yeah, you're old enough. Now I can trust you. <laughs> Amen. And uh, <clears throat> in conversation with God, Brother Summerall found out that God had given that ministry to other ministers. And God said, they steal the money. He said, and I've got children out there crying for their daily bread. And they're hungry. And I want somebody I can trust to feed them. And so these, this is how these things are done. This is why the abundance comes to us. Many times we want, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. Many times we don't ask for abundance in our prayers. And if you don't ask, you won't get. And if you don't ask, you won't expect. But there are times when we want certain things that, that would indicate abundance, but we want them for the wrong reasons. Bible says you have not because number one, you ask not. Number two, you ask amiss. You want to consume it on your lust. Amen. So he's not given to hoarders. He's not giving to people who are, aren't good stewards already over the little bit that they have. If you're waiting to get a lot before you obey God, it won't happen. It has to be done now with what you have. Just be faithful with what you have. And and God will start to increase it. You'll start to see where it doesn't run out. It keeps piling up. It keeps going forward. All of that keeps going. Amen. Because God wants people. He wants us to help one another. He wants us to love one another. He wants to us to be in the position to help one another as well. And so this is this is why he does it. And he watches to see if we're faithful, amen, what we do with it, all of the above. And so it's it's just always good to understand, speak God's word back to him when you and and expect his word to come manifest the way the way you he says it will. And so he says here, just as as rain comes down and waters the seed on the earth and it it gives plants that Give bread to the seed to the sower and bread to the eater. My word that shall, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me void. In other words, it just like the rain won't, doesn't go back up to heaven. His word won't go back up there and say, I couldn't do what you told me to do. Amen. It's forbidden to return void. Amen. So it stays down here and accomplishes what it's supposed to accomplish. And and it, there's no time limit on it. Amen. God doesn't care how long it takes His word to manifest. If we're if we're happy waiting, so is He. 
<laughs> but my thing is, ask him to accelerate it. Amen. Ask him to speed up your answer. Amen. Because there's plenty of scripture that says his word runs swiftly across the earth. Amen. Before we call, he answers. He hastens his word to perform it. So there's a lot to to get you to understand that that word is already settled. It's ready to manifest it's waiting on your faith to to strike the match to light it to get it going amen so once it's it's spoken and believed that's when it's on amen if you're just thinking about it not sure about it you can be in that place forever but once it's spoken and believed it's on its way i i can remember uh feeling like it was taking a long time for certain things to happen and and god had a word inside of me that was waiting to be released you understand what i'm saying but my brain was too scared to think that that was god you ever been there yeah and and many times is and we think we're waiting on god to to do something he said if i could get something out of you to work on i would go to work for you Amen. And, and so it, it's really that way. We, we, we are so hindered by the natural side of life, natural concerns, what, what we're anxious about, what we are concerned about. Uh, you know, uh, the situation I was thinking about concerned not the last house I bought, but the one before that. You know, I knew it was going to have to be, um, a large home. Because it was, it just kept occurring to me. Everything I was thinking I was looking at wasn't big. Number one, it needed acreage. So, you know, already you got a, a bigger price tag on it than a house on a smaller lot. Needed acreage, why? We need to buy, build a building for our vehicles. Ministry vehicles. You know, I don't have 17 Corvettes. I'm talking about something to do to work in a ministry. And my eyes don't tantalize that easy. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. People going to hell every day and I got to do that kind of stuff? I don't think so. I mean, if if that's okay between you and God, go for it. But I don't, you know, my brain don't work like that. But anyway, I, I remember asking the Lord and I was in the shower and I was thinking, I said, God, I haven't found a house yet. I don't know where my house is. Every time I look on the, the you know, realtor used to send you those things that were the available houses. I've looked at them all at least three times. They don't change. They're the same house over and over again. I said, God, just send me a house that's wonderful. And the minute those words came out, I like wanted to pull them back in my mouth. They like hit the wall in the shower. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking, oh, they hit the wall already. It's out there. So then you got to brace yourself for wonderful. Because wonderful costs money. And that's what I was concerned about all along instead of letting that go. As though God don't have money. He's not looking for me to pay for it. He knows my history. He knows my reputation. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? 
But I say this to say that sometimes there's words inside of us that your mind won't let you release because you're afraid of the responsibility that comes with. Now, if y'all don't say amen better than that, I'll go to meddling. I don't care. Because there are many times your soul, because it's not renewed as much. Your spirit man has got a lot of guts and a lot of confidence in God and a lot of ability to step out and just do. But if we allow our souls to continue to stifle our spirits, we won't release that word of faith. Amen. And you've got to release that word so God has something to work with. And just that one word turned that whole thing around. Before I knew it, I was signing the, the, the contract for wonderful. Amen. And building a building and, and God supplied the money for it. You understand what I'm saying? It just, it, it's, it's one of those things where until you really realize the power of faith and your words, you, you won't get there. You've got to take a chance to just express what you feel is in your heart. What's God put in there? What is it that lines up with his word that you can declare that, that you know God is going to bring it to pass? You know, at least get it out there. If you never get it out there, you don't know if God's going to honor it or not, if that's where his heart is. And so there have been, and, and, you know, you, you, you want to think that you're full of faith and you want to think you're confident in God. But, you know, if, if you were all that, why would God have to squeeze, squeeze your prayers out of you? You understand what I'm saying? You're looking at what you consider reality and God's trying to create a new reality for you. He don't want you to, you don't want to live in the same old place either. And you know it. You're ready to advance on. Amen. I had changed the, the maximum price for that house at least five times. Just dealing with, okay. It's not at this price. I guess I can inch up another 10, what, what $10,000 gonna do on a, on property? You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's not gonna help you. You might as well take the limits off God, not your pocketbook. Take them off God because he's the one that's going to have to pay for it. He's the one that's going to have to give you confidence that you can do it. All of that stuff, he's got to be the one to do those things. Amen. I never went broke. I never lost property. And it, you know, I didn't have payments, praise God. You know, I had money to pay cash for it, which was a blessing. But it'll, it'll amaze you sometimes. Sometimes we're a little more extravagant with credit than we are with cash. We get cash and we want to hoard it forever. I don't want to spend this. I don't want to spend this. I don't want to spend this. I don't. Huh? But when you go get free? You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> Am I right, Poppy? This will mess your head up if you ain't, if you get your word, you, you'll be a, a sad little kooky. One big word, one big nerve sitting over in the corner, just shaking. Amen. 
And God wants us to have everything that we see in the word that we desire. He really, really does. But it's not dependent on us. Only thing we got to do is speak the word of faith. Just confess what it is and, and tell God, you know, what we desire. Even if it shocks your brain when you get it out there, or you want to cancel it, you know, do a recall on it or something. Amen. <laughs> like people get online and start ordering all this stuff and see how big the bill is. And they, then they get nervous. You having fun until you saw how much it cost. Amen. You might as well keep having fun. Amen. You ain't getting no younger, no cuter, no smarter. All of the above. So you might as well step out there and trust God to bring it to pass. Amen. He'll put in a cancellation notice if he know you're really off track. But mostly he wants his kids to get out there and start believing for something. You know, he just wants us to use our faith. And so... uh <clears throat> So he says his word will not return void. It will accomplish. And it says that which I please. Don't be afraid of that I please. Because it pleases God to give you everything. Let's say it again. It pleases God to give you everything. You notice he didn't say what you please. Tell me about it. Now that would mess you up, wouldn't it? So what he pleases. So don't be a, a, a surprised if he tells you to add some more feet onto the building or another acre onto the property. Amen. Is what he pleases. Is he going to pay the bill? He know you ain't going to pay it. He didn't tried you on that already. Amen. Guilty as charged. That's why he said what he pleases. He'll pay for the bill. He'll do everything. He wouldn't send it to you if he couldn't trust you to make minimum payments. <laughs> I'm a mess with you. But you know what I'm saying. You, you do that. You know, there are many times where I would get, get myself in a credit card, what I call the jam. I, <clears throat> I I could figure out a way to get it done, but it got too big too fast for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then sure enough, like when it was when I it was starting to bug me, somebody else would send me a credit card with a no interest balance transfer. See where I get to ride, pay you know ease that payment out for like twelve months, eighteen months. You know, it's like a, 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 you know how you used to have a bus pass when you had different buses to jump on? Well, when this one expired, then you jumped on the next bus. So there's another credit card that came that would get you out of trouble. I always remembered what my husband used to say. He said, use somebody else's money. Well, that was during the days when you could put money in the bank and they paid you for it. Nowadays, you can't. You got to. You gotta figure out something else. You understand what I'm saying? But he was all in favor of you, especially if it was interest free. <laughs> he was all for it. And so, you know, it, it's, it's a good thing sometimes to understand that God wants us to live in this plentiful life, in this abundant life. Amen. 
God is extravagant, which means he gives you more than enough, high quality, the best things you want to have. But he's not wasteful. See, there's man is wasteful because we get stuff we don't know what to do with it. Go buy too much, charge it up, and then it just goes to waste. But when God blesses, he does it according to his way his standards what he desires what he pleases so that's why he says it will accomplish that which i please and it will prosper in the thing where i send it so his word will prosper in the thing that he sends it into so if it's in your life it will prosper in your life if it's in your body, it will prosper in your body. If it's in your your career, it'll prosper in your career. Amen? In your children, it'll prosper in your children. And so will you keep speaking that word over over whatever it is you have? You know, this we've had that seed of the righteous prayer forever. You know, where where people have always spoken the word over their children, you know? And I know you've seen it come to pass. Amen? And it's still working. Amen. It'll never stop working. So that word will accomplish what we please. I think that's a good thing about the word. And then you don't have to try to take credit for everything. You know, sit up and say, well, you know, I, I raised him in the church and I died. I did. I did. I You don't know. Most parents don't know how their kids turned out as well as they did. <laughs> As crazy as I was most days and struggling and trying to make ends meet and all this kind of stuff, I'm just totally blessed and flabbergasted on top of it. Amen. And so you can't take credit for these things. Amen. They're the grace of God. God's fulfilling his word. Just thank God for fulfilling his word. God, you told me my child would be a success in business. You told me they would have a good family and a good husband, a good wife, all of that kind of stuff. You told me all those things. Amen. And, and it has come to pass. So, and then you keep, you keep the confessing, confession going. Because so they'll be able to maintain these things. And so so it's just always good to release that word. It will not return and tell God it couldn't do it. Will not return and say, it's never the word's fault. Amen. It's, he's uh-uh. The word is guiltless. He's uh-uh. And, and, and it's not my fault. Amen. Many times people quit too soon on the word. That's That's the biggest problem. Well, it didn't happen. Are you still alive? See, people want to walk away from from the word before it and not give it really. And it really, if you're thinking about walking away from it, that's wavering. It's not going to happen for a waverer anyway. This is for people who are steadfast, who are immovable, who know that 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 they're expecting the word to happen. Amen. We need to have word expectant parties, expecting <laughs> manifestation parties where we, we have, have a joy fit because the word's happening. Amen. Cause we expect it to happen. We expect it to come to pass because it will, it won't fail us. Amen. The first uh, Peter one twenty two says the word abides forever. Amen. It lives forever. First Peter.
And I say 123. It says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. That means that death can't overtake it. See? The everlasting seed. It will never see corruption, deterioration. By the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Amen. So this word is always going to be here. Amen. It's best to build what you build on the word of God. Because it will last forever. If you build your your finances on the word of God. If you build your uh, faith on the word of God. Your health on the word of God. It will be here. Amen. It It won't come back a second time. Amen. God makes an utter end to things. And they don't come back to haunt you over. And you won't be fighting the same health devil all your life. Amen. God will make an utter end to these things. Once it's done, it's done. When the manifestation comes through, it's there for everybody to see. It's there for you to enjoy. It's just there. And it it won't move. And so we have to remember that about God's word. Amen. Just remember that about God's word. In Deuteronomy 30.19, we see that there is a record made of the word of God. Heaven and earth records the word. What I say, Deuteronomy 30. You know, God wanted Israel to know he wasn't just talking to them. And if they say they don't remember God saying it or you know what I'm saying. It's ignorance of the law, all that kind of stuff. God said, no, heaven and earth is listening. They're writing it down. So I got witnesses all over the place what I'm telling you and and how to live. And it says, and I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you. Life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore, now he gives them the answer. It's not like, oh, 20 questions. Do I choose life? Do I choose death? Which one do I? No. I'm telling you which one to choose. Amen. Because God knows what we want. We want to live. We want our loved ones to live. We want everybody to do well. And God says heaven and earth is is writing this down that this day I'm writing this so that you will know that I've given you this choice to make. Therefore, choose life so that you and your offspring may live. And it says that you may love the Lord your God. And you may obey his voice and cleave to him because he is your life and the length of your days. So your length of your days is not tied up in confessing Psalm 91. It's tied up in clinging to God. He's got life in him. You understand what I'm saying? I'd rather hang on to him because he's got life in him. Amen. God, I thank you. I worship you. I receive your life today. Thank you that you have life in you and and it floods my being. It floods my soul. It's in my spirit. I thank you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I worship you. See, when you cleave to him like that, life comes into you. You. This, this is what Enoch did. You know, Enoch and God would just part ways at the end of the day. And one day Enoch f- forgot to say bye. You know, and he went on with God. Amen. Into eternal life. 
That's what God wants for all of us. And so he is our life and the length of our days that we may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give them. We know that, that that's not a physical land anymore, but it's a kingdom that's an invisible kingdom that he's put inside of each and every one of us. And, and just because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us doesn't mean that we benefit and partake of all of the benefits of that. Amen? You gotta choose that. Cause you can choose nonsense too. Amen? So you always are choosing life. Don't take for granted, well God lives inside of me and I'm going to heaven and all this kind of stuff. You still have to make that choice. To go on with God, to receive His Word, and to walk in the knowledge and the wisdom of His Word. So always choose His Word. When you got got a choice to make, don't choose what everybody is telling you, and don't choose what you think is going on. You choose life. I don't care who doesn't like it. I don't care if you don't like it. Choose it anyway, because it's the right thing to do. Amen. Yeah, I remember my mother giving us all kind of concoctions to take when we were sick you just hated to get sick and let her know it you know what i'm saying because you knew torture was coming in some liquid form or some sugar on a spoon with some gasoline poured over it huh and you know every now and then they give you some of the like it back in the day you could go to the the corner drugstore and get pretty much codeine you know a you know paragoric that's that's what it was and even the stuff that that you know gave you a little buzz made you delirious you didn't even know who you were for three days you know it's like man (laughs) this is a bad trip all the way around you just don't don't like the medicine thing never works out for you and so sometimes the word is like that to us we don't like to hear it we don't like to hear love forgive Submit. You know what I'm saying? But you don't know how they treat me. Yes, I do. (laughs) See, the word don't change based on how they treat you. Oh. (laughs) Too many people on social media. You know. Letting their anger get fueled about nothing. You, you look back a year from now, you say, oh, I can't believe I was that stupid to keep putting that stuff up there like that. You understand what I'm saying? That's, that's heaven and earth recording against us. All that stuff we see printed out there. Got me? Learn how to love people. Let stuff go. You know, just learn how to do it. So anyway, so the word won't return void. Heaven and earth records everything that God says. And really, that's how we get reminded of a lot of things. You know, when we talk about God speaking to us first one way and then another. Heaven and earth having recorded God's will for us and what God wants to do in our lives. There are times where you'll. You'll look at something and a thought will come to your mind about something God has told you he wants to do for you. That's heaven and earth helping, serving God, helping to remind you. Don't get stupid. You know, 
Come out of crazy. God has already promised this to you. If you'll just stay with it, he'll bring it to pass in your life. There's so many ways God speaks to us, you know, and, and, you know, I know we all go through this. You'll, you'll look, uh, you know, maybe, uh, listen to a, a tape you thought you had put away forever. Or you didn't want to hear it anymore. And y'all, let me listen to this. I haven't heard this in a long time. You know, we don't have tapes anymore. You can get them on CD or sometimes they're on YouTube a lot where you see things posted and you'll go back. And you'll revisit some of these things and you'll find out, ooh, guess what? That's just what I needed today. Amen. So heaven and earth records what we need. And it's speaking to us how to pick these ideas up, how to get moving again. How We have so much help for our success, for life, to choose. Once you choose life, life begins to choose you. Life begins to speak to you, begins to minister to you, begins to try and help you out of the difficult situations. We, You're not wrestling and, and struggling to hold on to the word by yourself. God's helping you. He's got so much help for us. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's going to continue to feed our faith. He's going to continue to point us in the right direction. That's his job to do. He took that. He intercedes for us. And Lord, I need prayer. You understand what I'm saying? We all need to say that. And not just from a human all the time. We need prayer from him. You need somebody to stand in the gap for you that knows where you're going, where you're supposed to go, can keep you out of the ditch, can put you back on the right road. We all need that. Amen. So, so God wants to settle us in his word you know or his words settle he wants us to be settled too he wants us to be immovable not wavering not listening to evil report not listening to things that feed your your defeat mentality because we've all got a little place in our minds that's willing to cave in at the slightest provocation <laughs> amen all we need is one more bad God, if I hear one more bad report, I don't know what I'm going to do. You understand what I'm saying? We all have that about us. It's, thank God you don't get pushed to that limit all the time. You know, if you, you don't know how to stay uh, close to God, he can keep you out of the ditch, you know, and away from the ditch. But sometimes the ditch comes looking for you, amen, to fall into. And so we we have to understand we got to, Get our way back out of there, crawl out of that hole and, and start confessing the word and thinking right, being encouraged, being optimistic that we can get the miracle we need. Amen. Everybody's scared of that word, but they like that word. Amen. They like to read it and they like the way it looks and they like the way it sounds, but they don't want to see it come knocking on their door. You don't want to see a need for a miracle in your life. See, we like that concept. You know, it it's it looks good on paper. And it looks good on your resume when you give your testimony that you got a miracle. But think of what you went through to get it. See, that's what nobody wants. And so, but you need to know that God has that set aside for you if you need it, you know. And many times we need things that we don't want to have to need but it's there for you. 
See, that's what them scriptures are there for that we don't like to dwell on too much. Amen. For us, in, in, in case of emergency, pull this lever. Amen. This one's here for you just in case. Amen. So the word settles all the issues of life. There's an answer. There are answers for everything in your life in the word of God. Sometimes we don't like the answer. That's why we don't like to go there. But it's there for us. Amen. If we want to to get the most maximum out of the word of God, we need to believe that that God wants to do what he says he wants to do in his word. He wants to do it for you. You don't have to twist his arm. You don't have to convince him. He wants to do it. He's made the offer to us by showing us what he desires for us in the word. So once you understand and see what will happen as you walk through receiving what God has for you, your mind will start to wander. The first thing we want to do is we get close to the ditch. We jump in and, and we say, well, God won't do that for me because I missed it here. I missed it there. I didn't do this right. I'm behind on my giving. I'm, you know, all that. kind. Of, I don't confess the word enough. You know, we all go there. We all go there. And what you need to do is just slap yourself and say, wait a minute. He told me he was going to do this for me. I ain't going to him asking him for some twist in his arm. Do you understand me? You got to keep it settled because the devil will snatch that from you in a heartbeat. Or he will, he's not going to do it because it is always puts us into works. We got to do more of this. We got to do more of that. No, just go back and believe he wants to give it to you because he offered it to you. You didn't ask him for nothing. And make that a settled thing. Don't let that keep creeping up in your mind that something else needs to be done about it. The other thing, you got to believe that he's already done it. He wants to do it for you, and he's already done it. He's already paid the price for what you desire. He's waiting for you to take it out of his hand. I'm going to say it again. He's waiting for us to take it out of his hand by faith. Amen. That's what Mark eleven twenty three is about. I believe I receive it when I pray. At the time I pray, I have it. And it doesn't get taken back from you. It doesn't, that doesn't change. Once he decides he wants to do it, he's done it, go take it and, and, and hold on to it. Don't let the devil wrestle it out of your hands. Tell you can't have it. No, devil, too late. I got it already. Did you hear me? I said I have it. I received it. I took it already. It's just like the woman with the issue of blood. I was I was reading it. I even got embarrassed. And, you know, I do a nightly post on Facebook, and I kept referring to it. And I apologize to everybody. <laughs> so, who was it? Oh, Julie Heber. You all know her, Dennis Heber's wife? The Hebrews, they, they're, uh, evangelist, uh, couple. They live in Cleveland. And, uh, she's a friend of, she came on there with the Holy Ghost slap. She said, stay with it. <laughs> I was cracking up. I said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. She said, I've been on stuff for months. God won't let me move off of it. Stay with it. As long as he says, stay with it. Don't apologize. Stay with it. And, and I was finally, thinking about it, and I'm still reading it. I told the Lord I'd read it three times a day. 
meditate on it. And, and so I'm still reading it. And, and the, the Lord said, look at what she did. And I said, I said, she touched him. If I could just but touch him, touch. He said, no. He said, she took it. He said, why are you and most of my people reluctant to say, I take it? Because we don't want to be polite. We don't want to, we don't want to wrestle God's arm, but you do it anyway. Huh? If you can go up to heaven and you see all these people talking about bombarding heaven is, well, when was heaven hostile toward us? You know what I'm saying? We're born again. That's our home. Everybody's thinking, you know, the violent take it by force. What about that? Well, yeah, but see, that's from the devil. No, you got to get it out of God's hand. You got to take it out of his hand because he's already extended it. And that's what the Lord showed me. He said, I've already extended it. He said, this woman knew that and she didn't even have your covenant. You got a better covenant than she had. and She knew it was hers for the taking. See, when you get to the point you refuse to be denied, huh? You take your wig off, you take your eyelashes off, you rub that lipstick off your face, you get start to snorting and snotting and tears running, mascara running, snot running out your eyes, everything, nose, whatever. Huh? See, you get serious with God and understand He means what He says. He's given it to us already. He's waiting for us to take it. And you don't have to take it by force. Because he's extending his hand of mercy towards you. Everybody that got something from Jesus took it. Amen. Oh yeah, well that means, yeah, I received it. You need to take it. You need to quit playing around mincing words and trying to fix it up to sound polite, humble, pretty, crazy. After a while it just sounds stupid, you know, some of the things we say. But why not take it? Amen. And so he gives us permission to take. I'm going to take this. Amen. When he, when he tells us in, in, um, oh, I forgot to look up the scripture. I looked it up and I forgot what it was. I think it's Matthew 7 where it says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Um, it's, Thank you. Um, yeah, in Matthew 7, 7. I said that first, but okay. Thank you. No. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be opened. Everybody that asks receives. Nobody left out. I don't care what you did. You know where Jimmy Hoffa's buried or where his remains are. You can still receive. You qualify. Why? You qualify for the asking. Asking, that word really assumes that you're asking in faith. This is a faith book. The qualification for everything is that you believe Jesus is is willing to give it to you, has given it to you, invites you in to receive it, it's already given, freely given to you. 
He said, everybody who asks, receives. Everybody who seeks, finds. We need to keep seeking. We give up too quick. If he told you to ask, I believe I received it when I prayed. Well, you received it. And seeking, then you got to seek for for what it is you need to do from day to day to stay in the realm of the spirit of receiving. Amen? Till the total man. You just got to go and obey God every day. Seek to obey him. Seek to be, to have fellowship with him. When you seek him, you want to spend time with him. And so all of that goes into the, the manifestation of what it is that you're looking for. And he says to him that knocks, it shall be opened. If I knock on, on Chuck's door and she opens the door and I go in there, I'm looking for something. Huh? And she'll say what? Take a seat. <clears throat> if you knock and the door is open, you go in and do what? Take. Take. Everybody say take. When the door is opened, I take. I take my healing like that lady did. I take my job promotion. I take my increase. You won't get it if you don't. Nobody can take it for you. Huh? I like the word receive better. Not me. I'm taking. I'm taking mine and yours too and running off before somebody find out I got it. (laughs) That's just how I feel about it. Think all the days, years, and months we sit around desperately waiting for stuff and he's been waiting for us to take it. Do you believe I gave it to you? Do you believe you received it when you prayed? Well, why is it still sitting here? So in your worshiping God and confessing the word, Lord, I take today my daily bread. I take my healing portion today. I take my prosperity today. I take my wisdom today. I take it. Because it's mine. He's not offering it to nobody else but you. Got your name all over it. All he's waiting for is your little fingerprints to get on it. Amen. Take it and run on off like a thief if you need to. Amen. Just, just. Be bold and be what God has called you to be in believing. Amen. He's not offended. I'll tell you what offends God is when we refuse to and we think we're being humble and polite and doing without. That bugs him. Huh? It's like if, if you've got a, a very nice home, you got enough room for all your family and you find out one of your children is sleeping in a car for no reason. See, there's no reason for that. If they, the parents got something, you got it. That's the way I always felt about it. Amen. And so it's, it's, and it's that way with God. He, and he gives the example. What, what man of there is if his son shall ask bread will give him a stone? God is not mean like that. He said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will God give the Holy Ghost? Holy Ghost is everything. See, the Holy Ghost is your healing, 
is your prosperity. Amen. It's your wisdom, your sanity, everything wrapped up in him. So if God gives you freely the Holy Spirit, that's a package deal. You've got everything in that one package, so you don't have to worry about it. So God wants us to to keep pursuing. Amen. Don't just sit up and, and wait wait forever, nothing happens and nothing gets better. You gotta knock, you gotta seek. You gotta come back to that place and, and get understanding. Am I waiting in vain? I shouldn't be waiting for anything. I have it already. And I'm thanking you for it, Father, and it can appear at any time. It be expectant. It it it'll come here when you least think. The time you least think is when it'll show up. Amen. And just allow yourself to to be given over to the ideas of God prospering you, to the ideas of God blessing you. And and just believe him. Don't get into works where you think you got to do this right, that right. We don't know what right is most of the time. Amen. Where spiritual things are concerned. But we do know that God expects us to obey his word. And if we will do that, then then that's what we need to do. <clears throat> Nothing else but that. So the word won't return void. It abides forever. Ecclesiastes 8.4 says, where the word of the king is, there is power. Amen. So when when God's word goes forth, there's power on that word. Power for it to be believed. Power for it to come to pass. Everything that that power... It, all the power that that word needs to do its total job is already on that word. Amen. It's resident in the word of God. So God wants us to believe totally in the strength of his word. We're not, we're not speaking idle things. We're not speaking from a flimsy perspective. We're speaking from authority, from power, from a place of, of, uh, it's being settled already. No disputing, no arguing. That's why it's hard to argue against the word of God. You know, you may have some back talk against it or some idea you think is better than the word. But that word will shoot that down so fast you wind up confused and crazy. Let me shut up and just listen and maybe I'll learn something. Amen. It's good to do that sometimes. In fact, very often. Amen. So that word accomplishes itself. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 12, 9, it says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man severally as the Spirit wills. Now, that means manifestations of the nine gifts of the Spirit, which is true because this chapter goes on to enumerate those. But whenever the Spirit manifests itself, remember, let there be light and there was light. That's a manifestation of the Spirit. Amen. It caused that to to appear. So whenever the Spirit manifests itself, it does for everybody to profit them. So when when your answer comes through, that's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit on that word that you're believing. And so and it does that to profit you. You will always increase when the Spirit manifests itself on the word of God. God wants to manifest himself through the Holy Spirit to profit everybody. 
that that manifestation comes to everybody. It will come to everybody. Your manifestation of everything you're believing God for will come. And it comes to profit you. It comes to do you well. So it comes to everybody. Nobody's left out. You're not, it's not that you don't confess the word enough or you don't read the word enough or you don't have enough word in you. None of that stuff. As long as you speak in faith and stand on what you believe. Amen. And don't waver. Amen. Just, just be firm and be as firm as that word is. Amen. And that word will firm you up to believing it and nothing but it. Amen. Sometimes it'll, it'll seem so simple and easy to you. You'll think to yourself, you mean all this time I've been struggling about this and this is all I had to do was the simple things. Like knock on the door of God's heart. Knock on the door of his storehouse. His room of unclaimed blessings. Knock on that door. And when it's open to you, just go in and take what you need. God, I take it. I thank you. I have it. I take it, Lord. See, I have it now. You, when you say a word like take when it comes to something you really want, that feels good inside. I don't know how y'all feel when you say it. It's, yeah, I don't know. I know. That felt good. I just go and get it. I don't have to pray hard enough, confess long enough, speak enough scripture. I just go take it. Kidding me? Right. He wants us to. You know, parents want their children to take things when they offer them to them. You know, not to take them would be an offense to them. So he's the same way, only better. He got better stuff, more stuff. Amen. And he's willing to give it to us. Just got to stay in faith on it, folks. Whatever you need to do to keep believing God, that's what you do. You, You maintain your little temple. You know, if you, sometimes you need to confess the word more to convince yourself that that word is true. That is coming to pass. Amen. That, that's what you need to do, but for you, you're not impressing God. Amen. He don't care if you do 20 confessions or one. Long as it, it moves him, that's all. He just wants to be moved by your faith. Amen. So, and many times one will do it. Amen. You know, there are things that I've been reluctant on because, you know, concerns that I have. And and I said, God, you squeeze that out of me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> you know you're holding back because you're fearful. But then when God puts you in a position where you have to be honest before him, it's out there now. Once it's out there, he can manifest it. And it don't take long. Well, if it's true with something you unintentionally squeezed out of your spirit how much more true is it something which you want intentional you know you we let the devil play too many tricks with our brain sometimes we think god has got us in some kind of little iq test to see how much scripture we know if you don't get enough out there he fail you he ain't gonna give you nothing you done flunked the iq uh, uh scripture test we need to quit that he ain't playing with us he shed his blood, man, and suffered for us, for us to have this stuff. He ain't playing with you now. If he wasn't playing at Calvary, he sure ain't playing now. That was the B up in there. And he endured all of that. What makes you think it's some kind of joke now with him? He ain't playing. He wants you to have it. He's waiting on somebody to come take it from him. Huh? <laughs> I like that about him. 
Never knew a man I could just take stuff from. Hey! I'm in the kingdom now. Woo! I like all of that. Yes. Amen. All right. Well, why don't we stop? Barb's happy, so (laughs) praise God. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for understanding. It comes with your holy word. Lord, we bless you and we praise you. We magnify you. Thank you, Lord. We lift you up because you certainly are worthy to be praised and adored. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory in the highest. We praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody needs prayer, I'll pray for you. Praise God.